Hello and welcome to this latest episode from Productivity Matters. I'm Julian and in this episode I'm going to give you my views on the current state and future of Evernote and what you need to know. Coming right up. Evernote was originally founded in 2004 as a piece of software for Windows. It was an early mover in apps for smartphones. It was one of the first services that tapped into the idea of using the cloud to store data and then to create an easy way to record and organise notes either on a phone, computer or tablet. These notes can then be accessed on whatever device you happen to use next. Today, Evernote has 225 million users who use it for their working and personal life and recently have been making changes to reset their image. But those changes have come at a price and I don't mean the subscription charges. In its prime, they consistently ranked as one of the most popular apps in the App Store and was always the most popular productivity app, but its number one spot has started to wane. In the past couple of months, Evernote has lost several of its major senior executives, including its chief technical officer, chief financial officer, as well as their head of HR and the natural loss of engineers and designers. Around about the same time, there was an announcement by Evernote that described their efforts at rebranding. In other words, changing the look and feel of the brand. What? This is definitely the elephant in the room. And that elephant, who's called Mads, by the way, has had a mini makeover, with a larger eye and a rounder trunk, along with a change to the corporate font. Now, I'm certainly no expert, but to me, this seems like the least of their problems, Whilst a fresh lick of paint is all well and good, if Evernote are going to regain their crown as the number one productivity app, they need to focus on what we, the user, wants. Security for our notes that are stored in the cloud would be a start. Better ways to utilise tables on a mobile device as well. And then, more recently, we got templates. Again. Why? We have been able to create our own templates for ages. What is the benefit of these? It seems to me that this was a PR push to keep their name out there without actually producing anything new. Now, don't get me wrong, I love using Evernote. It's been my go-to app for over seven years. And whilst I have tried some alternatives like OneNote and Bear, I always seem to find myself reverting back. Their iOS app is great to use, especially after they revamped it, making the capturing and searching of notes on the move really easy. The desktop apps for Windows and Mac are also very good, although I do prefer the Mac version. The original web version is not fully featured, but there is a new beta version which looks a lot more professional. In fact, how long is it going to be beta for? Because uh, it's been there for a while. And it's good to use. I like the ability to expand the note across the entire screen, making it almost distraction-free to write. Other alternatives are Apple's own Notes and Google, who has Keep. Both are perfectly usable for basic note-taking, but the features available are nowhere near what Evernote has to offer. There are other lesser-known apps, including Simple Note, Agenda, Dropbox Paper, Notion, Notability and GoodNotes. Some of these are iOS only, but it does show that Evernote are not the only player in this space. So what is the future for Evernote? Don't worry, they're not going away any time soon, there are just too many people who use it. Or, to rephrase that, there are too many people who have to use it. And that's the shame. I want to use an app because I want to use it, not because I have to. Legacy software is so passé. 
when it becomes something I have to use because I have so much invested in it, is it still useful? Is this a case of putting all your eggs in one basket? The inertia to move to a whole new system makes me unwilling. A, because of all the notes I would need to export and import, and trust me, this needs careful management, otherwise it become a mess. And B, I then need to learn or create a new workflow. The effort is huge. On the other hand, if Evernote were to announce they were shutting its doors, notice would be given, allowing time to select a new tool and get started. Before I finish, I thought I'd remind you of some of the various features available on the lowest possible paid banding, Evernote Premium, which is £4.99 a month, or if you pay up front for the year, it's £45. And for that, you get two-factor authentication for added security. You have the ability to synchronise your notes across unlimited devices, with note access available offline. You can annotate images and PDF documents. You have the ability to forward emails into Evernote, which is really useful. You can add links directly to Google Drive files. You can turn your notes into presentations, something that I've used on a number of occasions. You can search in PDFs, Office documents and other attachments. And you can search for printed or handwritten text in images. The OCR, Optical Character Recognition, functionality on Evernote is quite amazing. And that's not all. There are other features also available. So those are my thoughts about Evernote and what I believe to be the future based on what I've read and understood. I know it seems strange that I'm giving you so much information about a service that appears to be in trouble. But as it stands, Evernote, in my opinion, is still the best note-taking app available. I sincerely hope that they manage to turn it around and start to release the functionality that its users want. And a review of its business model in terms of charging would also be beneficial in attracting new users. Hopefully you found this episode interesting. If you have any questions about Evernote or any other note-taking app, then please get in touch via Twitter at ProdMatters. Don't forget to subscribe where you normally listen to your podcasts. Thank you very much for listening, and until next time, remember, productivity matters.